Hello and welcome to another podcast from the Joe, Tim and David Club. Uh, we're here uh, having a, a slight change in technical setup. Hopefully the audio will be a lot better this time. Uh, and we're just going to have a brief chat about what we've been doing since the lockdown. I know there's lots of stuff online about how people should be making the most of their time to do lots of little photography projects in the garden. Um, but I'll, I'll admit that I've only picked up the camera once uh, and not really done anything with it. So, uh, see. And Joe, have you been have you been doing much? Just the once, Tim. Yes, yeah. And that was that was like that was yesterday after we had a, our test chat because I felt prompted. But I, 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 and it wasn't very interesting light. But I did go out with a with a couple of long lenses, and uh, I've got an old, a funny old uh, five hundred millimeter nickel mirror lens that I picked up for about fifty quid in a uh, in, in a photography uh, shop years and years ago. And it's kind of fun. Obviously, it's very soft compared to modern designs, but it, it's it's good fun to use. You get that very sort of swirly, out of focus, donutty background out of focus bits and yes. uh, and where it's sharp it's not actually very sharp <laughs> so it's still good fun <laughs> atmospheric atmospheric pictures yeah yeah it's, yeah it's all part of the language isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> so mostly i don't i don't know what you've been doing but i've i i mean it, it's odd because our lives haven't changed a huge amount up here in in balahulish we're not going out to the climbing wall um, I'm not going out doing a lot of photography, but I, I was having a bit of a dry spell doing photography anyway. But we've had a lot of work coming in for scanning. It seems like everybody's sitting at home thinking, what can I do? Let's look at the archives. So what about you, David? Um, I'm looking at material, old material. Yeah, <laughs> sort of doing that. I have been doing a little bit of kind of uh, admin stuff for 22.6 and uh, lots of... Uh, communications with clients because the the tours and workshops have all been cancelled so i'm looking at that and uh and like a lot of people i suppose i'm trying to work out what my financial position will be really uh, uh which is uh which is not not easy uh, um so currently i'm looking at um no income for the foreseeable future so we'll see how all of that goes uh but um other in terms of photography really um reading I've been revisiting some books uh, that are on the shelf that you know I kind of should have read years ago and never got round to. Uh, there's a book uh, called Revisions by Ian Jeffrey that's on the history of photography, um, uh-huh. uh, which is quite quite difficult to get through, but quite good. Uh, Art photography by um, a guy called David Bate, who I was at college with. Um, I know the book. Yeah. Um, who's uh yeah it's very art speak but he's, he's he's a nice guy i remember him as being a very nice guy um and uh, uh and then other than that um yeah just looking at some old pictures and trying to find stuff that um was bypassed and i think you know we, we're all we're all guilty of that aren't we we get back from a trip and we look at stuff that kind of has immediate appeal uh and then ignore the other stuff and sometimes you go back a year to however long later and go, wow, I didn't realise I'd taken that. That's so true. That's so true. I mean, I think that's a really interesting point. You know, and as we've discussed numerous times, it's often the pictures that, uh, that are, um, are a little bit more complicated or have a little bit more tension in them that maybe because of, of the way they're seen, uh, they don't come across quite so well as raw files. And they do require extra scrutiny but when you you think about them again 
and look at them, you know, with that, uh, with the perspective of time. It really, it, it's surprising. You know, there are hidden hidden gems in there. Let's let's hope so. Anyway, because yeah. I find I've I've hit the delete button a lot recently while I've been archiving. Um, so yeah, but there are some there is some good stuff, and and that's exciting to hear from your point of view too. Out of interest, how much how much stuff do you keep? I mean, it, 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 with the medium format files, that must be a hell of a lot of storage. Do you do you end up reviewing and deleting quite a lot straight afterwards, or do you keep most? It's a yeah, good question. I think in the early stages, you, you tend to play safe, um, but when you come back after six months or a year or more, uh, yeah, you you tend to be much much more dispassionate uh, and bring an objectivity to it, which is is healthy. Uh, and after all, in the end, you know, it's just a form of practice, isn't it? And, um, you know, the, the in, in a way, the photography itself, I mean, obviously, the photographs do matter, but in some ways, they're not as, in some ways, you could argue, they're not as important as the experience that you've had in the making of it. And in many ways, I think for, for us, um, given what we do, it's the, the, the pictures that, that we, we keep are the ones that allow us uh, well, either we love um, and then help us tell the stories that we want to tell. So, yeah, I think so long as you keep those, that's the main thing. I actually keep pretty much everything. Uh, around about the time that I shoot something, I might delete stuff because it's, you know, obviously some gross um, technical failure. Yes, I do still make gross technical failures. Yes, I know. <laughs> I ought to have learned by now. I've been doing it for 40 years, but I still do make those mistakes. Um, and... Uh, other than that, I really don't delete much, mostly because I can't be bothered to spend hours of tedium going through and going, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. I do sometimes, I take stuff off the catalogue sometimes, but I probably don't delete it off the drive. Yeah. And you ne never thrown away any 5.4s? Uh, I wouldn't say I'd never thrown away. No, I used to, <laughs> I used to get black sheets sometimes. I did throw those ones away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um, no, I I think I mean I've I probably got several thousand five fours that I haven't looked at for I don't know how many years, um, which is probably I probably ought to go through and remove them, but I never I never have. I think I think your your shooting style though you've you've always been very disciplined. I, I think I'm I'm much more uh, uh, laissez faire um, speaking personally. So that's probably why I had to delete so many. That's terrible, isn't it? But I love I, I, having said. I, I love the thought that you think I'm disciplined about anything. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think that that's bringing that part of the conversation to an end. Obviously, <laughs> no. Just, I mean, I I think um, I think I'd find it hard to make pictures so I just don't shoot so much um well I thought about that quite a lot recently is that um you know you go out with a with a workshop group and uh obviously you know it's it's their time to make pictures not mine but I would like to make pictures if I see stuff but I realized most of the time that I just um I don't see very much I don't see very many pictures when I'm out on a trip. I'll, I'll, and then I'll, we'll be doing reviews of what people have shot during the day and a critique session. And you'll see people have found, I don't know, 10 really interesting um, kind of potential subjects that day. And I might have seen two. So I don't think it's discipline. I think it's a, it's a um, I don't know, maybe I filter stuff too early on. I filter out possibilities. 
Your excitation level is too uh, high. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that makes a change for most men, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it'd end up going in this direction. (laughs) I I think we might need to change course here, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Out of interest, have you you thought of, either of you thought about doing anything uh, as little projects, tabletop projects or garden projects? Well, I'll, if I jump in there, um, I've got a, uh, I've actually just ordered uh, some double-sided printing paper from Photospeed, which has arrived, and t- uh, just uh, A4, so small. Um, and I mean, my project, such as it is, is to start work on a new book. Um, I haven't really got a particularly solid idea about it yet, uh, but the idea is to is to make prints from pictures that I care about and and little. Uh, accompanying essays, uh, so they'll be printed on one side, and then they'll they'll appear opposite the uh, the picture. Um, so it, it's kind of slightly uh, brain scrambling in the first instance, uh, but I need to get the picture sequence right first, and then uh, and then the essays will slot in. But if you can see what I mean, it's a loose portfolio that is in effect a book. So yeah, yeah. that's that's the plan ongoing. But no no directly photographic projects in mind. No, uh, I, I must admit that, oh gosh, I don't know how to put, I don't want to say this in a non-sanctimonious way, but I do think that our responsibility is not to, uh, is actually not to, to be out with our cameras yeah. too much. Uh, because... No, I was thinking of a tabletop sort of project. Oh, yeah, or well, no, absolutely. Because I know you've got your 10.8 camera. Well, now you're talking, aren't you? Yeah, so yeah, is this the moment to revisit Edward Weston? With yeah, the rare vegetables, palladium, definitely platinum palladium. That's where we yeah. need to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's that's true. I mean, it's um, I, you know, I could, I can imagine getting cabbages and peppers and and you know, doing a bit of bit of an Edward in the in the studio. Toilet yeah. rolls. Those are the things we ought to be photographing. <laughs> of the if moment, of absolutely. Yeah. Well, maybe toilet rolls and fresh vegetables. I think there might be some symbolism in that potentially. <laughs> What about yourself, David? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not shooting anything currently. Um, I'm not even doing. You know, I try and walk about 10k a day if I can. We're very lucky here. We can go out and be in fields where we don't really see anybody. Um, but uh, I'm not shooting anything even on those uh, perambulations. I'm. Uh, I think I'm finding it difficult to get in the headspace. To be honest, um, I, I, there are so many other kind of inputs. Um, and it, I'm not actually particularly, uh, it's not really about kind of, uh, worrying about finances or something. Um, it's, it's just thinking about the coronavirus and how, how this is going to affect all of us in the coming months. So, um, I, I don't know if that's analysis paralysis you once said to me was, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so maybe I think, I think it has, I mean, it has, had a huge effect on the landscape photography. I mean, let's, let's call it an industry, but a lot of people make uh, a proportion of their income through workshops um, and the likes. And that that has been pretty much killed off for for the foreseeable future. And it's difficult to plan anything long-term ahead. I mean, how, how far ahead are you planning at the moment, Dave? Um, everything's cancelled uh, through till... Uh, end of August at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Joe and uh, Daniel and I are supposed to be doing a trip to Svalbard uh, um, in August, and uh, 
you know, fingers crossed it'll happen. Um, uh, and that's that's the first thing that at the moment I'm considering might happen. Um, but it's so yeah. it's it's so difficult to know um, how long this is going to go on, and uh, uh, especially because anything that's international, it's not just dealing with what the situation is here in the UK, but dealing with restrictions that other governments put in place and uh, airlines. You know what airlines will yeah. be left. <laughs> That's a yeah. good I'm point. Of you already. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with yourself, Joe, the, the the gallery obviously is uh, closed at the moment. Um, yeah, and that's, that was... that's that's difficult to foresee a, a future. It's um, it, quite painful, I imagine, for yourself. Yes. Uh, yesterday, I had to send uh, furlough letters out to everyone who works at the gallery. Um, you know, full time or part time, uh, and. Uh, I mean, it, the furloughing process in theory is is a is a positive one because you're saying we want you to be there. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, we can't claim to be an essential service, so we had to close along with everybody else. I think it was the 23rd of March, um, and uh, so our furloughing process effectively is from them. Uh, then, and we'll, um, you know, we we hope that the government will be able to help us out because clearly we can't make any income. Uh, I'm I am worried about my colleagues who work there, uh, but I think most of them, uh, um, you know, they have lots to do because most of them have got family, young families, children, yeah. and older folks to look after. Uh, but it, it's a it is a small community, and and we're all keeping trying to keep in touch and keep each other, um, you know, happy and uh, encouraged. Uh, I'm sure that you know you both find that it's also those sort of intersecting circles of community, friends, neighbours. Um, family who you keep in touch with and you know in a way that's perhaps you know more than photography being the really uh the nicest thing about you know about this process is that it's sort of unifying shared um problem that we all have to have to face together it's revealed a lot of community spirit where there is where there is potential for it i know ourselves in the village in balahulish here there's been a, a, a hell of a lot going on that we've we've ended up involved in. I'm, I'm interested in how how this is all going to affect community and uh, in the long term. I mean, it's a lot of people talking about things can't carry on as they were before. But do you see do you see things changing after coronavirus? Is it AC? Uh, to me, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I hope. I hope. I always hope. I mean. Uh, uh, it's very interesting to me that the the countries that have had the worst response and uh, would be the US and perhaps ourselves in terms of uh, delayed response and all of that was about thinking about economics before thinking about people um, fundamentally um, you know not wanting to shock the economy um, but I think that one thing hopefully that this shows is that people are more important than economics and maybe that will forcefully be put in front of people in a way that it hasn't been uh you know since since reaganomics really since 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 maggie there's been this concentration on uh, on the individual and the concentration on the primacy of greed almost um and um i'm hoping that will change but i i don't know it it so much comes down to people's individual circumstances whether they are able to see that bigger picture if you're starving then economics is is what matters um yeah you know um so uh you know and probably in a pretty privileged position to be able to say that not that i've got lots of money but at least um i have the prospect of 
not starving at the end of this. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining there'll be a bit of a bounce and there'll be probably yeah. next year, if it's all clear, will be like the busiest year I've ever had in my life. Um, which <laughs> It's incredible how once you've told people they can't go out, everybody wants to go out. Yeah, we just spent 25 years making sure that our entire lives were built around living off the couch. And now now we can't do that. Everybody wants to. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a odd thing, isn't it? You know, deliver it to your front door. You don't need to go to the shops. Amazon will bring it to you. Um, you can play multiple player games on the internet um you can skype anybody around the world without having to meet them face to face and we've just spent all that time trying to make that happen and now we're locked indoors and everybody's saying oh no sod that i'm going out to the beach (laughs) (laughs) yes um yeah it's fascinating that it it really is tim what about you do you i mean do you see changes coming down the track I, I, i would like to see changes happen obviously um but i've got this thing in my head that says People have people know a way of living at the moment, um, and once this is all over, that's what they'll do. They'll just go back to what they were. I think I think the differences will be more subtle than I would like. So I think hopefully there'll be more local uh, travel, more uh, more local commerce, um, less less jetting around the, the world. So um, some good things, but I don't think it'll be as dramatic as I would like. What about yourself, Joe? Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I, I echo what you've both said, actually, in, in terms of what one can hope for. It is, it's so difficult to be that optimistic because we know that, on the whole, uh, when, uh, when a crisis like this happens, there's nothing that people want more than to get back to how it was. But, I mean, it has shown us that uh, we can communicate together using the internet, which is obviously a low, relatively low carbon. I realise it's still a carbon footprint, but it's not... It's not like, um, you know, like getting on a plane. Um, so, you know, that's a, a positive. On the other hand, I also do think that, you know, travel is fantastically enriching and people, uh, you know, will probably do benefit from it. But perhaps, you know, we, we still have too big a demand for travel. That's one of the uh, underlying problems that, that really, really needs to be addressed um, globally. I mean, my overall, I would say my... Uh, you know, to go back to David's point about economics, you know, the other countries that have, uh, well, the country that's handled this on the face of it the best is South Korea, a big country that is, um, Singapore as well. And and the, there is another difference that, that we didn't perhaps consider, and that is that they have experience of dealing with, with epidemics uh, more in more recent memory than us in the form of SARS. So they, they did, in a way, have a, a kind of tested uh, system for responding, which, which we clearly didn't. And I mean, it's very disappointing that we uh, appear so ill-prepared. Ill but I, I, I do think what all this points to is that we need massive and total global cooperation in the future um, because it benefits nobody when any country suffers in a major way. It's traumatic for us all and it's bad economically and it's bad on every level. So mm. I personally would love to see a truly international uh, collaboration. How on earth we do it with the current American presidency, I have no idea, but you know, that's really what's required. And I think that's the biggest challenge for, for the world. Yeah, I think, I think some, of, some of the recent changes that have been more parochial and nationalist have been uh, shown not to benefit society at the end of the day. So 
hopefully backtracking on some of those things to, to some extent would be good. So. Um, yeah, so I realise it's not <laughs> it's not directly photography, but I I know these are the sort of topics that everybody is discussing at home too, aren't they? So hopefully, yeah, be absolutely. Mm. And it, um, we'll probably we'll probably keep it short, so uh, we'll we'll cut it there for now, uh, and we'll come back and have another chat in a in maybe a few days' time, the end of next week. Um, and Tim, are we are we uh, looking for people's questions as well? If, uh, if we if would we love can. to have people's questions, this is this is the idea about it. So if you have anything you'd like to ask myself, Joe, or David, uh, please let us know. We've got a page on the website, or you can send us messages on the On Landscape Facebook group uh, uh, or by email. So until uh, next week, uh, we'll say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye, folks. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank you.